0: Seven to seven thirty uh, a.m. Uh, we like to just thank everybody for joining us on this day, November the second, twenty twenty-one. A day that we know was not promised to us. So we just tell God thank you. We just give Him all the glory and all the praise. And also, this month marks the beginning of our ninth year uh, for this ministry, uh, the National Men's Prayer Call. Yes, we are moving into our ninth year so we just want to thank god this morning for nine years of activity nine years of fellowship nine years of praise nine years of uplifting uh men nine years of just empowering men just god god we thank you god we don't take any of the credit god we just give it all to you god it's all about you so we thank you for this opportunity we thank you for the vision father that you gave dr kenneth green so we just thank you for nine years uh, it says yes. Uh, we are, we mean national because we have men from all around the world that are joining us this morning, and so we just like to thank you all for for joining in. And our topic for uh this month is be strong. And we are still on our fine mandates of a legacy-minded man. So this month, our topic is centered around be strong. And this is one place and one group of men uh, that you know we are unashamedly uh, Christ-centered. So you don't mean we don't mind giving God the glory. We don't mind. Letting people know how good God is to us, and that's what it's all about. I don't think that as men we should we 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 should have no shame, uh, because we're the leaders and and not the borrow you know, the tails. You know what I mean we're we we're, we're, we're the lenders and not the borrowers. so we're the head and not the tail. So you know we've been we were created to be uh, leaders. We were created to be strong and mighty. So we Lord, we just thank you this morning. And on this prayer call, you know we we just want to we like thank God for putting us in a position to empower uplift. And to just provide men with spiritually enhanced personal development so if you're sharing this call start a watch party because breakfast is about to be served so invite another brother in and i see that we have a uh, uh miss mathis with us this morning so we'd like to thank you for joining us this morning oh uh, miss Mathis. i don't know if that's uh somebody uh, another gentleman using uh their wife's, uh, Uh, device. But if if it's Ms. Mathis, we want to thank you for joining us this morning. And we have a great speaker on this morning, Dr. Ruben Mosley. We're not a a, uh, stranger to this platform. I think this brother's been with us before. A lot of the brothers on the platform are familiar with Dr. Mosley. And uh, from what I understand, uh, we're in for a powerful treat this morning. So we're going to uh, not take up a lot of time. We're going to get out of the way. Um, Our scripture for this morning uh, well, first, let me talk about my prayer list. On our prayer list, we have Margaret Middleton, Grace Edwards, Clifford Edwards, Dr. Uh, Robert Hernandez, Kevin Daughtery, Thomas Tabor. And if I mind, if you don't mind, I want to share about Kevin uh, Daughtery. That's a, a brother of mine. I've uh, been looking for this brother for about a week. Uh, brother Tenno, been calling him, hadn't been answering the phone. Normally, if I call him, you know, he'll return my phone later that night or the next day. And I told my wife, I said, it's not like Kevin. So about a week passed, it was Sunday, we were driving. I said, turn right and let's go Kevin's house. And his brother came to the door and brother looked just like, I said, man, where you been? He said, no, I'm not Kevin. I said, you're right. I said, you're not Kevin. I said, tell that rascal to come out the house. He said, man, my brother had a stroke. I said, oh my God, within the attic, we do, he does HVAC, within the attic, doing a repair and had a stroke in the attic. And passed out. And I'm going to show you how good God is. The the customers that he was servicing were in the medical field. So they were able to get to him in time to provide him those uh, services that he needed in order to get him out of that attic. So he came home on Sunday. So we just want to lift him up and put my brother on the prayer law. And then 1 Corinthians uh, 16 and 13 says, Be on God, stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. And the last part says, be strong. I was listening to the song this morning. Brother telling said, it's going to be big. It says, God is about to blow your mind. So I'm telling you, gentlemen, it's going to be big. God is about to blow our mind with some healing, with some financial uh, breakthroughs. So let's go to God in prayer. Dear Father, we just come this morning uh, excited about your word, Father God. We just come as humble as we know how. Father, we come um seeking understanding father god but we come to say thank you father because we, we know that uh you're the father of abraham isaac and jacob and father i know that you are my father so we i thank you this morning father for this opportunity father because i know that this is a task that you could have given to anyone but father you entrusted me with this task Father, so i thank you father i dare not take it lightly so father i, I just thank you for using me father god i just thank you father god for 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 entrusting me with this opportunity, Father God, to pray uh, on the National Men's Prayer call, Father, we've been going strong for nine years. Thank you for the vision uh, that you've given Dr. Kenneth Green. Father, we just thank you for his help. mate, Father God, Mrs. Green, the one that's been there right there by his side, through the good, through the bad, through the difficult. She's been standing strong. She's been standing firm, Father. Like your word says, like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So we just thank you, Father, for his courageousness. We thank you for giving him the strength. We thank you, Father, because Dr. Kenneth Green has been strong throughout this journey. And that's what our topic is about. Men being strong. Men understanding that no matter what they go through, Father God, no matter what we deal with, we're going to have to continue to remain strong. And how do we remain strong? Father, because we, we stay connected to your word. We stay embedded in your word, Father God, because, Psalm 46 says, you are our refuge, you are our strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. So we know trouble is coming, so we might as well prepare ourselves. Thank you, Lord. Lord, just thank you for this morning. Father God, just thank you for this outstanding opportunity. Father, thank you for allowing us to fellowship one one more time on a day that was not promised to any of us. So we dare not take it for granted. Lord, here we are. In the midst of the pandemic, Father God, in the midst of a possible another recession, Father God, here we are still standing strong, still praising you, still lifting your name, still giving you the glory. Because we know who's in charge. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Thank you for being the way, the truth, and the light. We thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, our healer, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being Jehovah uh, Elohim, our creator. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Father, because we know that, Father God, even in the midst, Father God, of the the families that are represented on here, Father God, each and every man and, and his family, Father God, understanding that we can be doing, we're doing as well as we can possibly be. But, Father, we have some that are on our prayer list, Father God. They'll dealing with some sickness, Father God. they are dealing with some financial issues, Father God. They'll be dealing with some depression, Father God. So we know that you are a healer, Father God. We know that you can speak to everything on our prayer list, Father God, no matter the situation, no matter the concern. It's going to be big, Father God. You're about to produce big healing. Oh, yes, thank you, Lord. You're about to produce big, Father God, big financial blessing. Oh, yes, thank you, Lord. It's going to be big, somebody needs to know. Stand fast, be unmovable, always abounding in the word of Lord. Father, he got you. We know that you have us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for taking care of us. Thank you. For, for, That's, for that is why we must not be sick, because there are a lot of ministers and pastors in, in the moment, you're going to continue, Father God, to cover us, Father God. I know that you're going to continue to bless us, Father God. Watch over each and every family on the, on the prayer list, Father God. They need to understand, Father God, that you're there, Father God, even in the midst of the storm. And those Father God that are taking care of those that are Father God that are dealing with illnesses. Father God, speak to their mind, Father God. Continue to Father God, give them a word where they remain strong in the midst of the storm. It's not easy taking care of a person who's dealing with sickness. It's not easy, Father God, dealing with death. But Father God, through your word, they can remain strong. So on this morning, Father, it's going to be big. We speak, Father God, we decree and declare that they're going to be thrown in the midst of the storm. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for embedding in me, Father God, the seed of prayer, Father God, the seed of testimony, Father God, the seed, Father God, of deliverance, Father God, thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you this morning. And Father God, we come, Father God, as our word said, unashamedly, Father God, Christ sent Father God, we're not ashamed to represent you, Father God, because you represented us from day one. Father, anybody who can give us their most precious gift in the form of their dollars, son, Father God, I give you the thanks, Father God, I give you the glory. This is the least I can do because you gave us your best. So Father, here we are trying to give you our best. So Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, Father God. We thank you for watching over us, Father God. I thank you for each and every man, Father God, and their helpmate that's represented here uh, on this platform this morning. And Father just always, Father God, continue to protect our children and those, Father God, that are working with our children, Father God, the administrators, Father God, uh, those first responders, Father God, those essential workers, Father God, just continue to protect those individuals, Father, give them guidance, wisdom, and understanding, Father God, allow them to move forward, Father God, understanding that Faith, Father God, over fear is what's what's going to get them through. Father God, faith over fear is what's going to get them through. Father God, faith over fear is what's going to get us through. Father God, faith over fear, Father God, is going to be the difference maker. This is our prayer, Father God. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. In your darling son Jesus' name, amen.
1: Well, amen, amen, and amen. I am just so excited and, and delighted once again to... Uh, to come before you and to just to be able to lift up the name of Jesus who is the Christ. And this morning, we have a young man that's uh, that's going to be pouring into our lives on the subject matter of be strong. Men being strong in the midst of stuff that will cause men's hearts to faint. The last several years, we've seen a global pandemic. We've seen global lack and we've seen so much that would just cause most men to faint but instead we're admonished to be strong, to be courageous because God is there and He is, he's poured into our lives and he's prepared us for, this, for such a time as this. So this morning, it's our honor, it's our pleasure, it's our joy to be able to bring a young man who has gone through incredible situations and circumstances in the last several months, who has, who has been tested and challenged And still, he came out strong, stronger than he went in. He came out strong enough to be able to share with you information for your elevation, for your transformation. So I've known this young man probably for the last 25 plus years. He's an entrepreneur. He's an awesome uh, father, an awesome uh, man of God. He's somebody that studies uh, long and studies strong, but at the same time, he's someone that hears. From the heart of God and is able to pour that back in. And for the last several months, he's been uh, hosting a, um, a, a a a Facebook live entitled "Good Grief Fridays," and he talks about the about the, the the process of grieving and going through that and not giving up in the midst of it because God has even some goodness in that grief. I could go on and on because this is a brother that is um that's near and dear to my heart but he's got a word to share this morning so i'm gonna shut up so that he could go ahead on and speak up ladies and gentlemen please welcome minister ruben mosley that's r e u b e n felt <laughs> like the sandwich don't play with him <laughs>
2: oh thank you dr Mack. i really appreciate that um that heartfelt uh, introduction but you know we go way back so you know uh, i thank you for it. but <clears throat> i'm um, i apologize i thought it was supposed to be logged in at 7.30, so I apologize. So I may have some people joining us a little late, but anyway, um, so just to give you a little background, um, I know Johnny Mac knows, but I just want to give a little background before I get into what God has to share. Um, my wife passed away on August the 8th, uh, 2021, uh, which you know turned out to be a pretty difficult, difficult time. She battled uh, two years strong, uh, dealing with uh, colon cancer and uh, God saw fit to move her from labor uh, to reward and so you know that set, you know not just me but many of my family members into a grief place that really didn't know okay what is how to get out of this uh, i was talking to a friend of mine and the question came up what does your grief look like and when that question was posed to me i never really thought about what grief looked like because all i know is i was just going through it you know i was just dealing with it and so when that question came and I had to ponder, I had to actually sit down and mentally draw a picture of what grief looked like to me. And uh, as I started drawing that picture, I heard God say <clears throat> that he wanted me to do some good grief Fridays once I realized what grief looked like for me, so that there's other people out there who are grieving that are trying their best to figure out you know, how to make it through what they're going through, that, that God would open a door for them to be encouraged even as they go through. So I'm really tripping because Uh, God has me in a space where when I try to get prepared for something he usually blocks it and so what he does is right when it's time to speak then he starts giving me words so this morning uh, on the way to my workout um, I just put my gospel music on and I just play random music and the song uh, by the soul seekers came on and it says it's all good you know because it's all God and It just got me to thinking I started praising I started worshiping because I didn't know what was going to be said, but in that song, and I use this as a scriptural reference. He talked about Psalms 27 and 13 where it says, uh, I have fainted, unless I had uh, believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that blew me away, right, because many times people are dealing with grief and one one of the things that I'm finding that's the hardest part about grief is grief does not reflect on the past, but what grief actually does, it anticipates the future. And I'm gonna say that again, grief does not necessarily reflect on the past. It anticipates the future because what happens is, is you start thinking like, what am I gonna do without this person, without this loved one? And listen, Johnny Mack is being very modest. My mother passed away in 2012. My brother passed away in 2018. I have another brother who passed away in 1988. And so when I started looking at this thing and started really trying to paint a picture of grief, you know, people was like, man, everybody in your immediate family, other than your children, are gone. And that's when it started to hit me. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? So God just told me, he encouraged this. He said, one of the things that my wife used to say, she would always say, trust the process. Right? And that sounds good, right? We can, we can preach out for that, trust in the process. But when you think about trusting the process, it's difficult. It's difficult trusting the process. And what makes it difficult is, how can you trust the process when you don't really know which way to go. So I wanna encourage somebody on today. Don't allow your grief to grip you into giving up on your future. And I'm gonna say that again. Don't allow grief to grip you into giving up on your future because God has a desired future for every last one of us. As a matter of fact, David said it best. He was like, I almost gave up because I was struggling but I started believing that I'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So my word for you very, is, is simple. It's simple. Listen, trust the process. There's two things that God shared with me about grief. And there's two ways to kind of look at it. You know, sometimes people are dealing with grief and then other times people are dealing with guilt and they look the same. You know, you could lose a loved one and guilt is is bearing down on you. And it's not really grief, right? It's not grief that's that's, that's, that's bearing down on you. It's actually the guilt of what we should have done, how we should have handled things. What should we have said? You know, if we had another chance to do it all over again, what would that look like? And so, what's happened is we're struggling with guilt, calling it grief. And then I brought an example with me. I thought about Peter and, and Judas, right? You know, they both denied Christ, or Peter uh, turned Christ over, right? He betrayed him. But that same forgiveness was, they both could experience the same forgiveness because we serve a forgiving God. And so Peter accepted the forgiveness. Judas went and killed him. So it was guilt that drove him to end his life, to commit suicide. So I'm just trying to tell somebody, you know, you need to know what grief looks like. You need to paint a picture of what your grief looks like and what you're going through. You've got to sit down and do it for yourself because here's the thing that God shared with me. My grief is not the same as your grief. Your grief is not the same as somebody else's grief. We're all dealing with it and battling with it in a different way. But God is saying that we can get through this. We can definitely get through this. Uh, But it's going to take work. And, you know, I I work out. I get up and work out uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Friday with my trainer, Kendall Lawrence. You guys are in Dallas. Hit him up. Um, He's a great trainer. But he said something this morning. He said when we do the reps, he said, we're not going to do, we're not going to count the reps. We're going to do the reps to time. Meaning he's going to time it while we do the reps. And that was like, that blew me away. I was like, okay, God, I hear you. And what I heard God say is if you invest the time to get healthy, then you will be healthy faster because the one commodity that we have is time. You can always get more money. You can always get more stuff. But what you can't get back is you can't get back time. So I don't know who this is for. If you're dealing with grief today, take the time to get healthy. Put the work in to get healthy. And what I found is helping me is God is allowing me to pour into other people the thing that I need the most. I'm going to say that again. God has given me the, the power the ability to pour into people the thing that i need the most and he's getting the glory and every time he gets the glory when i share something or you know just have random conversations or what i think is random conversation it's like god just give me a little bit more strength and a little bit more strength and i'm i don't want to sit here and act like i'm all together cuz that's not the case but i have my moments where when that when i feel that that sadness kicks in or that grief is coming coming upon me i embrace it now like I cry my eyes out. I get into a corner, I cry my eyes out. You know, I got an accountability part to be like, hey, talk to me, you know, work me through this, help me get through this. And so they help me and all of a sudden I feel better and I feel better because I experienced that moment because grief is real. And many times we try to act like it's not real. We try to blow it off. We say, hey, I'm just going to stay in bed all day. I was talking to some people uh, just the other day and they was like, man, when, when, when my loved one died, I didn't go to work for two months. I didn't go back to work or I didn't get back functioning or whatever. And my, my question is, is why not? Because time does not stop. Time does not wait. Time comes. So it's in our work. It's in, I'm not talking about your job. I'm not talking about, you know, anything like that, but I'm saying our work to wholeness. We have to work to wholeness. It's in the word, right? We've got to work to wholeness. And so this is for somebody. And if it's not for you, It may be for you down the road, but I want you to give this to somebody. Make sure that what you're experiencing is grief and not guilt. Guilt simply requires forgiveness. And many times the person that you have to forgive the most is actually yourself. So I challenge somebody to start trying to figure out what does your grief look like and paint the picture? And if you do that, you're halfway to your healing. You know, we've talked many times about uh, in life, you're talking about that epiphany moment, right? And that epiphany moment for me was trying to figure out what my grief looked like, because I was either gonna let this grief uh, cripple me or I was gonna use this grief so that God gets the glory. As a matter of fact, I believe it's Romans 8 20 say, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, right? So even these type of moments have purpose, and we can get so caught up dealing in the grief that we miss the purpose. So your life has purpose. Your grief has purpose. Don't waste it. I don't know who I'm talking to, but it's somebody out there. Don't waste this moment. Don't waste this moment. Don't waste the legacy. Now, I made a decision that my wife went through her battle like a champ. I mean, she fought, and she praised God the whole way. And I wish I could have that type of courage. And so I was like, I'm not going to let her memory go in vain. I'm not going to let her legacy go in vain. I'm going to live the way she said. And she always said, every single morning, every time we went to chemo, she would just say, I'm just trusting the process. I'm just trusting the process. I'm just trusting the process. So I, that's my word for somebody. You got to trust the process. And I know the, the good thing, the funny thing about trusting the process is we don't really know what it is, right? So we're starting out with trust, nervous. And that's okay, right? That's okay as long as we're moving forward. So the word for the day, and I really, I'm really, i really done. I hope you guys are able to, to catch my videos you know, as God continue to pour. But don't faint now. This ain't the time to give up. And I know there's a lot of men on this call, but God has called us to be leaders. And what better way to lead when you're fighting through your brokenness? Because it's somebody watching you that does not have the same will, does not have the same, same zeal, and doesn't have the same um, method of being able to move forward. But we can move forward in a healthy space because it's not really even about us, right? It's about somebody else and how can we help? So my word for today is, is simply trust the process. Don't give up. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be difficult. You're gonna struggle, but you have to lean on what God has already promised. And he promised us all a future, right? So use Psalms 27 and 13. And that 14th verse is where our liberty lies, where it says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart, I say, on the Lord. And this is the part that messed me up, and I'm done. It says, he shall strengthen my heart. Think about loss. Think about, you know, the losing a loved one. The first thing that happens, man, said, my heart is broken. My heart is broken. David laid the plan out. David said, I fainted. I almost gave up unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then it says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. I mean, be strong, right? Be strong. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Listen to everybody that's on this call. You may not be going through grief right now but you may know somebody that's going through grief, your word to them is to tell them, trust the process. You know, you could tell them to be strong, but I'm gonna tell you right now, when a person is grieving, that's the last thing they really wanna hear because we don't really know what strong looks like. So what happens is, is we have to be encouraged by saying, hey, just trust the process. It's not the word be strong because God is gonna give us the strength, but it ain't in the beginning. So the word that you share with them is trust the process. There's a purpose in this and you have to speak life into them. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just believe it. So you know somebody that's grieving and you don't know the words to say, I'm gonna give you the words to say right now. The words are, is to tell them, trust the process. Trust the process, there is purpose in this. And when people can feel like there's purpose, because again, grief is not about the past. Grief is fear of the future. What does life look like without this person? What does life look like without mama? What does life look like without my brother? What does life look like without my other brother? What does life look like without my wife? Grief tries to attach itself to your future, not your past. Because there's nothing you can do about your past. You hear that, there's the memories. But don't let grief steal your future. It's coming for you after your future. Because if it can keep you, it's like the enemy. If the enemy can keep your mind clouded, if the enemy can keep you focused on things, then the enemy wins. And the only thing to attack is your future. Don't let it attack you. I challenge you. If you're dealing with grief right now, I challenge you with this question. What does grief look like for you? Not for me, not for your other friend, not for nobody you know, but what does grief look like for you? And I promise you, if you answer that question, and you write it down, you are halfway to healing. That's my word, that's all I got for you. And I pray that it was, someone is able to be blessed. Please check me out uh, on my videos, Good Grief Friday. We'll see what God has going forward. Thank you uh, to the team here and Mr. Johnny Mack, uh, who I like to affectionately call Mac named Johnny. Uh, thank you so much, man, for having me.
3: Wow. Well, thank you, uh, Brother Mosley, for that wonderful word that you just uh, gave us to meditate and chew on. Um, Here's a couple of takeaways, uh, sort of a recap, and then we'll wind up up in a prayer. Um, What what we heard specifically was, it's all good because it's all God. (laughs) It's all good because it's all God. That's a very optimistic uh, viewpoint to to stand on and look back at. Some of the couple of things that you you stated— trust the process trust the process i I think for you and and what you what your wife gave you to stand on is what we all should stand on and trusting the process meaning you got to know the word of god in order to understand the process you got to delve off into the word know what the word says and then trust that the the word of god says in first john chapter five verses 14 and 15 and this is the confidence that i have in him who is him god that if I ask anything according to his will or his word, we know that he heard it. Man, that's just something to shout on. If If we know the word, which is his will, we know when we pray it, he hears it. And if we know that he hears it, that is the confidence that we have, that we have the petitions that are desired of him. Praise God. Now, don't allow grief to grip you on your future. Praise God. That means that you have to have a vision and a future for yourself and be able to stand on the word of God so that you can continue to walk and be strong, knowing that you have the victory in the end. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, Brother Ruben, um, I just want to thank you for, I don't want to take up a whole lot of time and, and recapping everything that you said. Uh, certainly, um, this has been recorded on the National Men Prayer Call. I would certainly encourage you to go back and, and take a look at all our various platforms where you can uh, re- listen to this word again, meditate on it, chew on it, regurgitate it. Swallow it, bring it back up, chew on it again, because grief, as he indicated, you're either in grief or guilt, and I thought that was a powerful thing to say right there. You're either in grief or you're in guilt, and you have to know the difference, and he he challenged you to reflect on what does grief look like for you, and I will support you in that. My wife passed away 10 years ago, and I had to go through that same thing and know that through God and trusting in God, I am standing today and running. And knowing that I have a future where we have an opportunity to be a blessing for those who come across our path. So with that being said, I'm going to end in prayer here. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the National Men Prayer Call and the various platforms that allow us to um, have access to the, the, the wonderful uh, men who have presented um, these various topics for us to to undergird us in this walk of life as we uh, Um, uh, Travel uh, in this earth. And so, Father, we thank you for the encouragement today by Brother Mosley to understand what grief is and to understand what guilt is and to know the difference between the two and to make sure that we are uh, using the word of God skillfully that will bring about success in our victory as we um, meet various challenges in life. So Father, we thank you again for the National Men Prayer Call. We thank you for all who were, have listened. Uh, we encourage those who have not had the opportunity or may have missed this um, um, uh, meeting today to, so again, check out the various platforms and go back and listen to, not only to this one, but the past um, sessions that we've had. It will truly be a blessing to you. So Father, we thank you for going before us to show us the way above us to watch over us, behind us to encourage us, and within us to give us strength and peace. So we thank you that we are very strong and courageous in this day. And we give you all the praise and glory and honor for it, and we call this done, and we receive heaven's best right now, by faith, in Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys.
1: uh, Dr. Mosley, and he did call you Dr. Mosley at the beginning. Very good word. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your obedience. Amen. Awesome word this morning. God be the glory. God God, bless you, gentlemen.
0: God bless you all. God bless you, brother. Anthony, Anthony, outstanding.
1: God bless bless you, brother. God bless you, brothers.
0: Right. Bless you now.